0: Welcome, welcome to economy Here, Here we cover, cover everything, everything from, from finance, finance, economy, and how, and how it affects you. you. Please, Please welcome, welcome your host, Kyle Talks. Ficonomy. Welcome, welcome to Fyconomy. We have a lot to talk about, but before we dive into everything today, let me give you a little breakdown of what's happening right now. So todays if this is your first time tuning in to Kyle Talks Fyconomy, Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for, I will not waste your time today. This is my finance and economy show where basically the moral of the story is to be better with your money, to better handle your money, to know what to do with it. There's a lot of steps you can take, but what's the first one you should do? Learn. That's what we do here. We learn about the finance, the economy, what's going on around the world, political stuff. Politics affects our money. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. And we're living in that world, folks. We just talk about everything in that way so we can help you better understand what's going around what's going around the world with this fake stuff that we call money that we literally just created and how we can use that to be offensive or defensive with our spending, with our buying gifts when it's Christmas time. What's what's this what's the economic climate in, I don't know, Russia right now? Uh that's a bad example because it's not good that you get what I'm saying. On the so this is my finance episode. That comes out every weekend. I do have a main series where she's like what I'm known for and what I kind of push the most, and that is my Kyle Talks episodes on there. That's completely about society, business, and culture. We have people come from different backgrounds, voice actors, LA producers, rappers. Um, you think of it. We have my wife. We have them come on. We talk about life. We talk about how they got there, societal implications, the culture of what's going on, and business because we all have to make money at the end of the day. If any of those interest you, please go ahead and give this podcast a like. Um Review it and subscribe so you can see all future episodes. Thank you for listening. We have a lot to get into, so let's jump into our first article. Jumping into our first big article today, we're talking about $8 a gallon for gas. Yes, there is in LA, I have some homies and some dudes and dudettes that do live upon the LA region and have sent me pictures of $8 a gallon for gas. Let's talk about why. OPEC. Defies Joe Biden with a big oil output cut. What's OPEC? I don't know, but I can tell you what it, I don't know what OPEC stands for. I don't know if it's like an acronym. I don't know, but here's the layman terms for what OPEC is. Imagine like all the countries that make oil and they got together and said, Hey, let's all charge a lot and we all take extra cuts of it and everyone has to pay it because we make all the oil. It's literally like an oil gang. Imagine like a cartel. But instead of like methamphetamine, it's gas and fuel. That's what OPEC is. That's literally oil, the oil overlords. They produce, there was a saying, they produce over half of the oil that is consumed in the country. And that's like places like Russia, big one, like over majority of it is Russia and some few other countries. So that's all that is. OPEC, oil, the oil overlords. So... Here we go. Two big countries in this, Russia and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, we also get a lot of oil from. So here it is. Saudi Arabia's decision to ally with Russia and push through the largest supply cut by OPEC, the oil overlords, since 2020. Means it's time for U.S. to take every available step it can to boost U.S. energy production. This week, OPEC opted to cut oil production by 2 million barrels per day. I know what you're thinking, Kyle, is that a lot? What does that mean really? Why is that affecting us? I have the answer to all those questions because I was just as confused as you when I was looking this up. So what, how oil, like Saudi Arabia, Russia, and a couple other countries, they produce all the oil, Those the estimates of how many oil they produced a day always ranges based on like, is the good economic cycle? Is it bad? What's going on with the earth that they're digging in? Is it good? Is it bad? So it all is very subjective. But just to make it a little more clear, as of 2022, the average amount of barrels made is about 10 million. There's about I mean, give or take, right? You can find some estimates. There are more you can find some that are less. I'm just going to give you the average based on like the research I did about 10 million a day. So take that out too. they're cutting a fifth of the supply off. That doesn't sound like a lot. Like it doesn't like, like, wow, that sounds really bad. Let me give you some frames of reference. So in 2000, from 2020 to 2021, they were doing about 20 million barrels a day. And I'm using even numbers here. Um, preface i'm using even numbers here just to make it easier for us to follow along so it's not exactly that but it's de- it's about half of increased so when you think about prices being insanely high today where we were at 2 years ago 3 years ago before covid they were making 20 plus million barrels of oil a day today with gas prices at 10 million they're only making they're only making 10 million a day with the how high gas prices are now they have cut back by a fifth a fifth of their production and that is already sending gas prices like literally through the roof and we haven't felt the effect yet a lot of gas station owners and not the managers of the store but like the people who actually make the higher desire up decisions they have already increased gas prices um defensively to help the fence but we haven't even seen how bad prices are going to get until we start feeling that two million or less a day, and that's going to be in a couple of months. So in a month or two, gas prices will be higher. This is what I'm. This is what I'm guessing. This is what I'm assuming. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm assuming because we haven't had that inventory hit yet. Give it a month or so until we really start seeing um, pretty bad gas prices. It's already bad. Right now, it's six fifty where I live in SoCal. I'm not in like LA, LA, but LA, LA, it's over $8. And that is crazy. It is nuts. I know in some places, it's over like 4 or $5 out in the South and Midwest. And I've heard that's crazy for them because it's usually way cheaper. So we are down bad across the board. The the Biden administration um, did respond. They tried to make it sound good and all this kind of stuff. So um, Biden administration, short-term environmental concerns aside, has talked about offering price support to the entire oil and gas industry, stating that the subsidiaries that are being offered right now, like the prices are not are not permissible to the American people and will find a solution to help stabilize prices so families providing with jobs can still provide and not have to give a lot to traveling. Yeah, I hope they do, right? Because if prices are already starting high, once we start feeling this whole like gas, not enough thing, it's going to be really bad. Um not trying to scare folks here because like we shouldn't be scared because you guys were educated. We know what's going on, but Maybe start thinking about changing some how you transport. Maybe start if you can. I know some people can't. One of my good friends I've talked about on the podcast, Rio, he can't bike to work. That would literally be like forever. Um, so for some people who just can't and have to eat it, that really sucks. But for some people who have the op- option to maybe walk or bike or find other options to work, um, maybe you should start looking at those options um, just you know to be smart with your money and to be prepared not to be scared not to be weird um just to be prepared this is crazy and it's really bad and oil's already bad and yeah be on the lookout that is crazy so on top of people not having enough like money to pay for transportation this leads perfectly into the jobs not only is inflation crazy high interest rates are high but people have jobs Unemployment falls, yet no one can still afford anything with mounting interest rates and crazy high inflation of over 10% year over year. So just this past week, this past Friday, the unemployment rate was announced like it is every month. The employment rate was 3.5% down 0.2 percentage point as the labor force participation um, increased. So unemployment right now is at 3.5% some of like the wall street econo ec- like economist sorry i have to like think about saying that word it's hard for me to say they estimated it would be at 3.7%. so there's more people that had jobs than we thought. yay, right? average hourly earnings also increased 5% from year over year, which is below the estimate. wall street analysts thought wage growth from year to year would be 6%. so we have more jobs than we thought, yay. People are getting paid better, yay, but no one can still afford anything. This is the big one. This is what we have talked about consistently on this podcast, and I will consistently still feed it to you. We have inflation, where you're paying 10% more for your groceries. You are today than you were a year ago. Interest rates, so when you borrow money, how much you have to pay back is insanely high because every America runs on credit. Um, If you didn't know, I won't jump into the details of it, but if you didn't know, let me rock your world. Money isn't created by printing it in America. It's created when you take out loan to buy that car, When you take out a loan to go to school, When you take out a loan to pay off other loans. That's when money's created. It is not created when you print it. It's created when you borrow it. So if you're because think about it, you're literally creating money out of thin air money you don't have. You're saying you will pay back. So boom, there's instantly 20K plus or whatever into the ecosystem that doesn't exist, but somehow you're going to make it exist, but you don't have that money right now. It's a crazy thing. I want to do an episode about it later. Interest rates are high. Inflation is crazy high, but people are getting paid more and there's more people that have jobs and yet we still clearly obviously can't pay for things. Rent has surged 10% plus in some areas like SoCal has been over 10% the past two years due to COVID. Gas prices are insane. We just talked about $8 in LA, 4 or $5 in some places that are like Midwest where gas is usually like $3. So it's, and like some Southern states, I don't know too many people, but I've kind of heard whisper, you know, Twitter, that kind of thing. What does this mean? Why Why is this happening? You would naturally think that people having jobs, you would naturally think that people getting paid more would have an equal, like, okay, we're doing good in society. We're getting paid more. We're working. We can transport ourselves. And unfortunately, I think this data is just ruined, like just wiped away with, unfortunately, what's going on around, around the world right now, um, not to be like... Repeating myself, but let's look objectively why this isn't working. So, we understand people are getting paid more. We understand that a lot of businesses are hiring. And on top of that, they're getting um, back to getting paid more. They're getting paid about 5% more. And I don't know if you haven't listened to my last By economy episode, I know for a fact that, that is true because when I started at Target and I started working at Target. Um, in 2020, like the end of 2020, August of 2020, I start working at Target and I got hired for 15. I don't work at Target anymore. Um, praise the Lord. But I recently went back to Target to like grab some things and there was a big old sign on the outside. This was like a month ago. You can see it today. If you go to a Target, there's like a big old sign outside that says they're starting at 1650. Boom. There it is. I know people are getting paid more because you have mega huge corporations like Target who has seen a recent hiring surge. If you listened by two phyconomy episodes ago, I talked about that. A lot of these big businesses are having these hiring surges and they're paying more in payroll, but we still cannot afford anything because we have the beautiful, ugly disaster of there being a war with one of our main oil providers who has cut off oil to us Um, in some ways In some ways, they keep oil coming because, like, if we're being super honest, the America, we are funding the Russians in a way right now, um, equipping them for war because we keep buying oil from them. And when we're one of their main, like, income streams, because we have to use their oil, right? We could not not use their um, oil. We have Saudi Arabia, who's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, oil producer who teamed up with the oil gang in Russia to say, Hey, let's reduce prices so we can, or let's reduce supply so we can increase prices. That's literally like, that's quite actually literally like the economic um, definition of scarcity. If you make it more scarce prices jump. And what are we seeing right now? It's um, supply and demand. Oh my gosh. Let me slow down. I'm getting passionate and excited demand and supply supply and demand yeah supply and demand that sounds that's right i don't know what i can't think anyways moving on and you have rent increased like crazy in the states alone the uk is facing a rent crisis like we have rent bad but the uk has seen 50 percent. imagine your rent going up by 50 um that's literally what's going on in the uk right now and you have interest rates so to use, if you pay with cash, that's my first advice, just pay with cash. But if you have a credit card, if you have debt, loans of any kind, you're paying like seven, 8% plus interest on top of where you ever owed because interest rates are so high because they don't want people spending. So unfortunately, if we look at this data objectively without no bias and like, okay, what's going on? People are getting paid more. Yes. More people are working. Yes. Look at these three huge things we just talked about. Inflation, um, interest rates, and just the general cost of living. It's insane right now. So that's why. And it's really unfortunate because people want to feel good when they get paid more. Um, People want to feel good when they have jobs. But they can't because even though they're getting paid more, that doesn't even keep up with inflation. Getting paid $16.50, and if you're living alone in California... That is, I, you have to have like some other kind of income. You can't live off of that, especially in California. And I live in California. So it's really, it's really tough. And unfortunately, that is just the facts. That is just what's going on. It's getting hard for American people because all these extreme economic situations we're facing right now, uh, to end on a bit of a lighter and funnier note. I have something really good for you guys in this next article. Elon Musk to buy Twitter again. I don't know if you guys have been following the Elon Musk and Twitter saga. I haven't really, um, I don't think I've ever talked about it. I think I've talked about it on a Kyle Talks episode, like jokingly once. But I don't believe I ever talked about it in like, on Phyconomy. So if you don't know, Elon Musk is the world's richest person, multi-billionaire, CEO, owner of um, Tesla. He has a lot of other things. He was the creator of PayPal. He's done amazing things. He's a workaholic, one of the best entrepreneurs in the world, and literally the richest person on this planet. He has talked incredibly, uh, uh, was it a year ago now when it started, about buying Twitter Um, because he doesn't like the, what do you call it? like the censorship and stuff like that. And that's where I find common. um, That's where I personally find common ground with Elon Musk. Of course, some censorship's required. Like if you're saying crazy things that are like, are so out of line that like threaten people's lives, like that's crazy. But besides that, you know, so he has had a big problem with that. And he he offered to buy it at, I don't know. Was it like 40 something dollars a share, which turns out, I think, yeah, like $40 a share or $39 a share originally, which was about $40 billion. Then he increased it again. He increased his, he put in a bid. He put in like a checkbook with $44 billion and said, I want to pay this much for Twitter. Twitter board actually agreed to it. And then Elon Musk backed out because why did he back out? He backed out because he said that Twitter wasn't giving him the actual number of how many bots were on the site. Twitter was claiming it was three to 5%. And Elon Musk said just from his Twitter account alone, it was eight, eight percent plus of his followers alone that are bots, um, which is that surprise. And a lot of people get weird about that, like the whole bots thing. And it, Elon Musk being weird, like it is weird. He's backing out and stuff. But you would want to know what the product you're buying is, especially at 44 billion, billion to see it from both sides. Right. Like over here at Kyle Talks Economy, we're thinkers, We think for ourselves, we deduct things for ourselves, and we use other information as a guide, but we come up. So people get weird. I don't know if you missed that. Good for you. Because people are weird about it. You would. It is weird he want to back out, but it's also weird they wouldn't tell him how many bots they actually had. Both sides are weird. Let's move on. So eventually he backed out. Twitter sued him. He wanted to buy again. And then Twitter said no. And then Twitter came back and said, hey, we want a buyout. And then Elon Musk said, sure. And he's put in his bid once again, filed with the SEC, which is like the business overlords, and they make sure everything's good, to finally buy Twitter again. And this is where we are in that story arc. So by the end of this month, Elon Musk may finally own Twitter. After the billionaire has changed his mind multiple times about buying the social network for $44 billion, Let me add to this article that Twitter also changed their mind multiple times wanting to be bought out by Elon Musk. On Thursday, a judge gave Musk and Twitter until October 28th of 2022. As of this recording is October 8th to close their deal and a bitter months long legal fight and avoid a high profile trial where Musk would probably have to pay out some amount of money since it's a large scale of money um, since he backed out the deal. Musk may not have another change of heart. If he does assume control of Twitter, what would that look like? Now, I don't want to get into that what Twitter will look like. I think it's lit if he owns Twitter. I think it's a fun thing. The memes are going to be like the day one memes of Musk owning Twitter are going to be choice premium memes and I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, what's going on um with that what are his goals? He's talked about like bringing people back who have been censored, unbanning a lot of people. Um He's also talked about changing it to be like the he's called Twitter like the Times Square of like modern day Times Square. And it's 100 percent correct. I used to not use Twitter and that like I started using it more and more. I don't tweet as much, but I do like use it a lot. Twitter, everyone gets their information there. Everyone gets their memes there. It's a great tool to have. But why would he want to buy it? There's a lot of things that can go into that. Why would he want to buy it? Everyone's speculating. I'm not going to sit here and speculate why. But the main thing to talk about is converting, like, keeping it, like, not super centered as it has been. Let me end with this fun fact. So crazy stuff going on on Twitter and him potentially buying it. I'll cover it again if he buys it. If he does not, we'll cover it. But let me give you, let me end this episode on a fun fact with him. So elon musk buying twitter for 44 billion and like if you're scaling it and you want to make it more relatable to you so elon musk buying tesla or buying twitter for 44 billion is about the same cost if a college student were to buy like an apple pro mac which is like a couple of g's isn't that crazy think about that him buying him elon musk buying twitter if you use like the same ratios and scales of your wealth and how much money you have is like you, right? Assuming you're like a regular schmegular person like I am, right? Unless there's like some super rich persons listening to my podcast. So you're excluded. Regular person going to buy an Apple Mac like pro. Isn't that, which is a lot of money still, but it's like, it's not all of your money. You get what I'm saying? Isn't that a little weird? That's crazy, right? That's great. Aye? Only if. We'll all get there one day. We'll all get there one day. But, hey, everyone, that is the end of the show. Thank you so much. We talked about oil and cutting production, increasing price. Talk about jobs. We're all down bad. And we talked, just talked about our boy, Elon Musk, coming back and saying he wants to buy Twitter again. How will that affect the stock? How will that affect the app in itself? Will people mass leave Twitter? Um, I won't. I don't think people will. But it could happen. Anyway, use this news to better yourself. Use this news to guard or play offense. We should definitely be playing defense with our money right now. Make sure you're investing in something safe. Make sure you're not going out and getting lattes every day. Let's just be safe with our list. Be calm. I you guys are amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you for the support for this episode. Please review it down below. Review it. Share it with your friends. Tag me at Kyle the Horton. You guys are awesome. If you want to support me, I do have a Patreon link down in the description. Go ahead and click that. It'll take care of you. I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. And I will see you next week for my Kyle Talks episode. Peace.